0: joining analytics today a podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics and latest trends in digital world i'm your co-host dr jeremy roberts and with me always is samir khan hey samir
1: hey jeremy how are you doing doing.
0: very good uh, very good you know what's exciting it's that time of year again when we do the most favorite episode that everybody wants and it, it it's what is, what's, what's the most favorite episode everybody wants throughout the year?
1: Predictions, future. Predictions.
0: <laughs> so I, I think we have a streak. It's like, I think we have a streak of, I think it's like nine out of 10 or. We have been
1: consistently think, doing above 85%. Yeah. Which is yeah, good. Man. Yeah. No, we're it well, much. basically because it's research back, right? We're not just coming up yeah. from our behind. Like we do, we do the right research <laughs> and. We, we just provide <laughs> inputs and and, and, and he, so, yeah, so this year is going to be, again, very fantastic and yes. uh, lots of things happening. I mean, look at 2023, Chat GPT and the whole generative AI changed the world. I mean, where, where were you in 2022 and where we are today? It's just amazing what happened. It,
0: it, it's insane. But the thing is, I think people have to, and, and we have a podcast episode where we talk about the evolution of single channel all the way into chat GPT where generative AI comes in and Mm -hmm. go ahead and watch that one. But it really talks about the genesis of how it all got there. But then I think what people need to understand, it's not going to take your job. It just makes you more efficient. I think people fear that it's like, stop worrying that AI is going to take your job. It doesn't it's no, it's 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 going to supplement it. It's yeah, it's, it's an added value. So
1: Hey, but I looked at that Tesla bot robot or whatever the video yeah. have you seen it? And that looks yeah. scary <laughs>
0: yeah well Elon Musk is a he's a brilliant special guy and I'm sure he comes up with these things at 3 am or something magically you know what I'm gonna make today A flamethrower you know what I'm gonna yeah. make tomorrow a robot or something yeah you never know. Cool. Okay, so let's let let's go through real fast. I'm gonna. Hey, but cheating. it's like funny. One thing oh, I yeah. want
1: to ask. Sorry, Over. I was gonna say. Well, like, so i have not like I've seen all these robot videos on the YouTube, but I've never seen somebody kicking them and see what happened. Did they fall down?
0: I think so. I think so. <laughs> they do. I, I think so because I, I saw this in, on Bo- uh, Boston Dynamics. So I was oh, trying okay. to teach my son about like how cool it would be to go to MIT and you know they're part of Boston Dynamics, which builds the Cheetah robot, like the dog. Right, and what they do is they constantly push the dog over, or they kick the dog. Like obviously, don't kick dogs. That's to, bad. To thing.
1: test it, yeah,
0: to test it. Like don't kick dogs, but of course, they push yeah. the dog over, and the dog gets back up. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, okay, yeah. but it's not like you know, like if let's say if I try to push you, you're gonna like hold on, right? You're gonna hold, resist. I don't think it
0: holds on. I think it, it doesn't it, resist. It, it yeah, that would be weird.
1: And that's if what it, I was thinking. Like I don't think because I'm I'm thinking like you know when you start using these at least for now, until they become that strong, like they show in that movie that iRobot, right? You know, like how robot can withstand the strengths and stuff like that. I'm just always curious, like, because that will be game changer, right? Because now if I have a robot, yeah, I'm going to just push them and they fall down. Of course, they're going to wake up. uh, They're going to get up. But then when the robots actually resist a human intervention, then 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 they can fight back but like you know? imagine
0: you're in the kitchen and you're you're trying to do something and you're going to be like oh here let me get by you and you kind of brush the robot and like to get something they think you're pushing them are they going to like take your arm and
1: yeah i mean oh, that man. will be well because if you're going to use robot for security purpose you're going to need that resistance right because let's say if you're having a security robot and then he's controlling he's uh, securing a property and then someone tries to get into the property then you need a stronger person a stronger robot to resist that yeah that intrusion right so that's it's it's funny i always think about that like that will be like a game changer for robotics
0: i know you're gonna have when you're like um take me to work (laughs) take me (laughs) me
1: before that my wife's gonna steal it to do all the chores
0: (laughs) Good, to, go to H E
1: B. Before we continue, Jeremy, I want to talk about a revolutionary energy <laughs> product that I've recently started using. It's called Magic Mind, and my results have been remarkable. So I want to share with our listeners. Like many of you, there have been days where I just couldn't find the extra spark of creativity, where my productivity was not to the level that I really wanted, and that's where I discovered Magic Mind. And let me tell you, like it's been, it's been very good compared to the other energy drinks that I've consumed before. It's not your typical energy drink. Like I don't like those sugar-filled, jitter-inducing energy drinks. And I'm not a big fan of caffeine. I don't drink coffee. But Magic Man has become my secret weapon because one of the things that it sets it apart is a unique blend of ingredient. It has a combination of nutrients, adaptogens, and nootropics that work together to support the brain performance and overall well-being. And for our listeners, for a limited time, we have a special offer. So you can go to magicmind.com forward slash ATPOD, which is analytics today podcast short ATPOD. You can get an incredible 56% discount on your first subscription and you can have your own supply of magic mind delivered to you straight to the door to get that extra boost of energy whenever you need it. Now, if you're not ready to take the subscription challenge, then you can still get 24% off by purchasing using the same code, ATPOD. I can't recommend Magic Mind enough. It's a game changer for me and I believe it will work for you as well. So just go to magicmind.com forward slash ATPOD to use the discount code. Now over to you, Jeremy.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Okay, so we're gonna quickly go through the 2023 digital and data trends and predictions and we're gonna say yes or no. Okay, so number one, decentralizing uh, social media to create a super app
1: i would say yes there are super apps being created i heard uh, elon musk is actually working on twitter to become that super app to be honest and in other markets you are you know we're all aware of that like in mexico and in india india yep. they have this uh, paytm it's a super app and in, in china we have the wechat it's a super app in Clado. mexico we have rapi like yeah, that's a super yeah. app. So, yeah, I mean, that's I would say that's in, – in America, we don't necessarily – I mean, Facebook is trying to become like that. Twitter is trying to do that. It, they're getting there. So I would say that's a fairly high score.
0: And so so I think when we talk about the decentralization of social media, social media is just more of the communication platform. But we also talk about the other services. and We're not going to go down this rabbit hole. No, no, no. The thing no. is, like, a yeah. super app also will help you find an apartment uh get a doctor's appointment get everything done chat with one app yeah okay yeah next one data as a service Well,
1: yeah i i think that's been going on trend for a while most companies uh uh, i have seen in the uh, especially in the oil and gas space shell actually offers data as a service so they have a lot of data uh, and then they sell that data to other third party let's say they do a drill in specific area and that drill was successful and all the knowledge that they use for the drilling, they can provide that. Uh, many, many companies who are in the manufacturing, in the servicing, uh, in geological space, they're providing data as a service. IBM does data as yep. a service with, with uh, their Watson, Watson capability. Even the Weather Channel. Weather okay. Channel, as I was going to say, yes. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's okay. so, strong. Okay.
0: That's two out of two. Uh, video uh, adoption continues to accelerate. Well, yeah.
1: This is 100%. I mean, look at what YouTube did with the shorts and all yeah. these, all these crazy channel that I don't they think you and I spend a just lot of <laughs> hours. Yeah, TikToks and just, all of that. Yeah,
0: yeah it's crazy. Hilarious. Okay, three for three. Uh, increase in marketing data tech spending. Well, yes. Um, yes. I even Although the there's report. been
1: consolidation, yeah. I don't know there's what you consolidation, think about
0: that. Yeah, but I think I, I I showed you that report last time, and I think it was. At least five uh, percent or ten percent, five to ten percent year over year growth of of mar- marketing data tech spend. You know what I mean? Wow! Yeah, That's and incredible. a lot of it has to do with building out data models that um, that support generative AI or any type of AI function because you have to have data models to support it. You know what I mean? That's right? crazy. Crap in, crap out, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, I like that. So yeah, go for it. Uh, four for four um content creator and brand alignment yes um,
1: huge time big time right huge. i think the content creators and what and we're going to talk about this in the number seven i believe the chat gpt yes. has allowed a boom in content creation like even average person who didn't have the knowledge to use um uh, didn't have the creative knowledge i should say they have yep. started creating content like crazy and they're working for brands Small businesses of all kinds uh I would say this is definitely five out of five
0: I agree okay technical uh, technical anticipation marketing technical to anticipate uh marketing automation
1: yes uh, Yes. You, I mean yeah, I mean, you want me to yeah. talk about that or
0: yeah go for it yeah go quick
1: yeah, yeah, so I think so the technical to anticipation marketing automation is when you start going from providing technical references, guides, and documents to yes. marketing that provides more on uh, the benefits case and the creative aspects of it, which I think that Chat GPT enables it, yes. right? Uh, Everyone I was trying to put can, those
0: two together. And I think it, that, that you hit the nail on the head because the, the, the technical, like you're talking about those cheat sheets. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to is like people creating te- cheat sheets to help you with marketing automation like Chat yeah. GPT okay yep. cool okay and so it's all it
1: about like one two three all chat gpt the next one also one, right four
0: five six six or six move over chatbots gtp4 is here well okay that's a duh So we yeah. we'll just not we don't have to talk about that so well, seven, GP, seven. when
1: we well i, I do want right. to highlight quickly yeah. when we predicted this we were in the gpt3 area yes. the gpt4 was not announced and no. Now, with the GPT-4, you can actually create your own custom GPT. Yes. So that is pretty much eliminates the need of having a special chatbot because you can deploy a custom GPT on the website through hosting services, and that will allow you to use those GPTs. And, you know, it's like VoiceFlow is one example where you can actually deploy your custom GPT directly on your website, so you don't necessarily need your regular live person chatbot.
0: Exactly. Okay, seven for seven. Increase in interactive web content. Well, yes. Um, I think that was a genesis from ChatGPT is, you know, creating
1: significant more... increase. I yeah. mean, look at what's happening in Twitter right now. Twitter was, like, yeah. dead, and, you know, once the ChatGPT came in, like, everybody's producing content.
0: Okay, so we have uh, eight for eight. Third-party cookies dies a slow death.
1: Not yet, I would it... say. Yeah, no,
0: because it's still dying. It's still uh, dying, yeah. So, okay, so we'll give this a half point because it dies. Yeah, we, I, I don't think it this
1: dies. is 100%, not yet, yeah.
0: Okay, so uh, eight. <laughs> we got a half point, eight and a half, okay. Yeah. So data mesh and data uh, democratization. Yes, um, I, I think a lot of that has Maybe, to do with the right? influx uh, of ChatGPT, but it's not a full data mesh yet. No. So I think we'll give ourselves a half point for that. Yeah. So nine out of 10.
1: Yeah, that's that's solid.
0: Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Now let's jump into the predictions for this.
1: the <laughs> drum roll, 2024 predictions, right?
0: Okay, here we go. We'll start with each one. I will talk, uh, give a brief detail of it. And then Samir's got some notes on it. We're going to go over that. So the first one is personalized customer experiences through AI. And so what this means is um, AI technologies enable hyper-personalization marketing Uh, offering customers uh, tailored experiences based on the behaviors and preferences. So this trend is key for sales and marketing and it directly impacts customer engagement and loyalty, AKA customer service or customer experience. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, And and to that point, you know, when we talk about like, what does that really mean for our listeners? Right. Yeah. Uh, What it means is today we can deliver Amazon-like experience at scale without having to develop a technology. So let me, uh, I let me remember explaining that real fast. Yeah, Amazon-like
0: I, experience. So what that means is
1: recommendation engine.
0: Recommendation. Everything changes to where you to what you want, what your history is, what you look at, what's trending, and everything. It is a they are the 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 cream of the crop when it comes to fully personalized web experience.
1: Okay. Very well said. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah. So deploying that in the past days, I remember you and I both worked at IBM. And then IBM, we created that intelligent, whatever that used to call, intelligent recommendations. Remember that? Core metrics days? Mm -hmm. We had the intelligent recommendation and it was a fairly expensive software, right? That the businesses could buy. And what happened Then Shopify completely changed the game that anyone can pay $49 for a Shopify account and they can deploy the intelligent recommendations that is built in shopify and then yep. now chat gpt is changing that even further you don't necessarily need a technology to go and for specifically for recommendation you can deploy the chat gpt on your website through a voice mm-hmm. flow it will read all of your content and in the chat communication it will automatically provide you the recommendation for the product so yes. that's a game changer for personalized customer experience, and we think that that's going to take a new level. Like, I'm not worried about ChatGPT four. I'm thinking about ChatGPT twenty. Like, what would that be? Like, think in terms of personalization, and, yeah. and I don't think that will come in 2024. But I think the personalization will advance pretty significantly with ChatGPT five.
0: I also think um, there needs to be more of an adoption. I, I think. When you when you look at the sales adoption curve with the you know the tipping point and crossing the chasm, I still don't think it's it's eclipsed and, and tipped yet into that early majority. No. I think I don't once think there's so. that broad usage of Chat GPT and one, people stop getting scared, right? And people stop fearing what it is, and people start using it more extensively and not think it's going to take their jobs. I think that implementation will then allow it to be able to grow. But without that usage, it's very limited to the same people.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And then I would, to your point, like, instead of getting scared, like, Jeremy, you and I have been talking about, like, offering a a, uh, online course to learn marketing, to learn advanced marketing, to learn advanced analytics and chat GPT and all of that. We're going to be releasing that in early next year. I just want to put in a plug here. But if you're afraid of these types of technology then you need to join the right type of training uh, and learn from the experts in the field who can help you, guide you on how do you use this technology.
0: Get, get ahead of it and, and, and be the person that's explaining it to others. So when you see that hilarious Facebook post about how ChatGPT is going to take my job, just like, no, dude, sorry. <laughs>
1: I see all of these Twitter. I just take like Twitter, honestly, with regards to ChatGPT and our side conversation, it's filled with a lot of spam. Like every person... And I don't know, for some reason, like most of these comes from India. It's like, hey, ChatGPT, you can make $10,000 a month using ChatGPT. Here's a thread with like 10 yeah. very basic stuff. And, and sometimes I get annoyed. I mean, it's okay. We, we're, we're in the content creation revolution right yeah. now. Everybody wants to just gain followers by throwing some yep. clickbait type of stuff. But sometimes I get frustrated, like, you know, dude, no, nah, don't tell me that, man. Like, just don't misguide the people who are coming on board the platform yeah. with this uh, $10,000 a month gimmick. That's not going to happen. You need to be thorough. No. You need to be learned. You need to understand how things Good. work. N- uh, not everybody can just go out there and start selling GPT to make money. That's not the intention of the ChatGPT invention, It's to revolutionize uh, yeah. creativity, revolutionize data, and... A lot of different things versus just go make five thousand dollars selling a bunch of notion document and claiming that this is it, how it and, works. And I'll
0: give you an example. If you've been working in retail for years and you've been worried that you haven't been able to make enough money and you saw this thread on a short on social and it told you about five thousand dollars to learn Chat GPT and you jumped over, be weary.
1: Right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Know what you're getting into. So it's it, frustrating. It takes time. It takes time. Yeah. Okay. So that's number one. So, number two is oh, I love this one. So, voice search optimization and marketing. So, with the rise use, the rising use of office or voice assistance, uh, let me start again. With the rising use of voice assistance, optimizing content for voice search is becoming crucial for marketers and involves understanding natural language patterns and ensuring brand visibility and voice search results. Okay. So to give a background of this too, and then I'll let Samir go into it, is this was how many years ago was this? How many years ago was that when Google announced that they would then be using voice search as part of their SEO algorithm? It, it was, was like when the Google
1: years. launched their home, the Google Home and Alexa, yes. all of that. Yes, like a few years ago, right?
0: Yeah, uh, obviously they did because they wanted to uh, enhance their own product. Right, right. <laughs> Come on. Right. but hey um, by the way, I heard that
1: yeah. this there was a big a few years ago there was like a big article about this whole Google voice thing and through their home devices there's some of the Google employees were listening into conversation awesome. and apparently like that just blew up and then people just got crazy and then they started uh well you know you know you Google- don't have to worry
0: about that because everybody you can ask any listener um everybody still thinks that Alexa I don't hear anything it starts talking <laughs> it is listening to everything you're saying. Right? Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. And I'm it's very good. cautious. Like in my on my phone, I actually had the Google uh home or whatever they call it. I have disabled that. I don't like yeah. Google to listen to my conversations.
0: No. No, you, you kinda of have to like put it in a drawer and muzzle your you know, put just something around it so to cover the microphone yeah. because it's and it's, I bet I bet you have the camera's on too. That's a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, That's true. Huh, I think we're out of toilet paper. Oh, wow. And you know, and then it tells you, we're going to go ahead and order some new toilet paper for you. Yeah. What? Okay, That's so back crazy. to that. Um, uh, if you want to give some discussion points on that. So voice search optimization marketing, this is a trend that has been growing since the Google Home came out, but it's really with the rise of that, we're talking about now, everybody has a voice assistance. And so it, it's been now crucial for marketers. And I think what we've done is we want to focus on the idea that it's not just the consumer asking, like, what's the weather, you know, or, you know, how long, what's my, you know, play a song for me or something. It's mm-hmm. really now crucial for the marketer. And, and I guess if you want to go into that, how, how that yeah, goes.
1: no, I, I, the way I think about that is when the voice search was launched, uh, that was definitely a game changer on how people will start searching, right? Yeah. But it honestly was limited to your devices. Like maybe you have voice search on your phone, on your Alexa device, on your Google Home. What it changed was when now with ChatGPT, you can have a full-fledged, full-blown conversation. And the idea is what we're saying, what we're predicting here is in 2024, that conversational content creation using voice search is going to go to completely new level. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we are into the type based prompt conversation right where you're typing detailed prompts and stuff like that and but then eventually you're going to use your voice you don't even necessarily have to spend a lot of typing and, and that's where I feel like the voice search optimization can take to the next level like Bing has integration with chat GPT it does that to an extent uh, and it's, we're going to see a lot more of that.
0: No, I I agree. I agree. And and I think it comes back down to you know what? Educate yourself, learn about it. Get ahead of the curve. If you are a marketer, um you're a data marketer, digital marketer, if you are an old school traditional marketer and you want to, you know, upskill yourself, this is where you need to start. You know. Awesome. Cool. Okay. So number 3. Uh, this is a cool one and I think Apple's really uh you know, with that product that they came out, it's like $2,500 or
1: $1,500. Yeah, the glasses, yeah. Yeah,
0: augmented reality in retail marketing. Um, So uh, AR, or augmented reality, offers immersive and interactive marketing experiences, particularly in retail, where it can enhance online shopping and store engagement. And I will let you know that um, back when I was at Adobe, the last few years, I remember that, you know, we would show an example with Nike as one of our customers. And they put on the AR goggles, right? And I think it was like, um, I forgot who, whose goggles they were at the time, Facebook's goggles or somebody. But if you want to do some shopping, you could walk into a storefront and they had a display of Nike shoes. And you look over the Nike shoe and then all of a sudden you would give the specs on it and mm. it would give you the, the price. And as you turned it, you could, you know, break the shoe apart to see kind of what was in it. And all this other cool stuff and then you can access the availability to buy i was like man this is awesome like can we sell this or not
1: that's crazy yeah yeah okay yeah i think that's that's what the prediction exactly what you said i don't have to add anything more to that is the ability to go deep into the product while sitting at your home uh, and experience that full augmented reality we're going to see a lot more of that i still think that those technologies are fairly expensive i feel like with continuous innovation in uh and generative AI, augmented reality, virtual reality, we're gonna see a lot more of that in a more affordable way. So mm-hmm. small to medium businesses can start using it. And it's not just gonna be limited to bigger enterprises.
0: And and just in, in this idea just popped into my head, the genesis of that before augmented reality got into retail marketing. Do you remember when you would go on to like, you know, certain shows on programmatic TV, or you'd be looking at certain social media? And then all of a sudden, now somebody's wearing an outfit. You can now click, or you can remember that you used to be able to highlight on the outfit mm-hmm. and it would say "Buy this now," and it would take you to the store. And I think that's really was the testing model um, for all this. And now is saying, "Well, we have the technology to do AR. Let's do that for more retail marketing rather than just a still image," which is awesome.
1: Absolutely, so
0: cool. Okay, so number four. Data-driven influencer marketing. Okay, so we've had influencer marketing for years, but now it's that we're talking about data-driven influencer marketing. So leveraging data analytics to optimize influencer marketing strategies and allows for more targeted campaigns and measurable measurable uh, results. And I will tell you, and I was reading about this the other day. Very large media data uh, companies and even content companies like iHeartMedia. Is actually um, focusing on influencers, right? Nice. They're doing a whole marketing um, push on really trying to focus on how do we really uh, monetize the use of influencers and use them to really go to market and, and and you know use them to be able to drive media sales and be able to you know push podcasts and all these different things. So if you if you want to elaborate on that, I mean, you know, no, that's that's great. Inside. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's exciting in the ability to and there are a lot of platforms also that are coming in the market like you mentioned a few of them Uh, they're allowing you to take your influencer marketing to a completely new level because this is a part of the challenge right so far there are technologies in the market where you can onboard influencers and Mm -hmm. give them whatever product you want them to promote and then you just have to be at the mercy of the influencer and their engagement with their account you cannot really measure it and slowly that's changing there are technologies where you can do all of the analytics and but you mentioned like some of the big name brands are coming in with more advanced type of these yes. analytics and we will start to see more of that i think twitter is going to come some come up with something next year I'm, I'm i'm guessing and predicting actually that twitter facebook they both might have their own kind of influencer solution where you can hire yeah. and deploy influencers and do the, all of the measurement and analytics and track your conversion
0: and, and i think what it's done is also um it's just like everything else. Remember, uh, and this goes back to the analogy with uh, Scott Brinker to where the the market was blowing up and every random company or random person was starting their own MarTech business. And it remember, it it like jumped to like 2X, 3X, and it blew up. And it got to the point where it got so unruly that all of a sudden there was this mass consolidation and all these people came back to fruition because they could not justify... Um, you know, the the strength and the value of their business, you know, and, and what they're doing, mm-hmm. they should get eaten up by all these other people, right? They had great ideas, but they couldn't justify and show the value of it. And so then they, their technology started getting eat, eaten up, you know, because there were just too many players in the industry. And I think right. this is the same thing that everybody wants to be an influencer, right? I mean, I, I made a joke about it on social media the other day. I was at the gym and, you know, you're, you have to worry about somebody's camera view because they have their tripod there with their camera, you know, feeling themselves work out. I'm like, really? You want to watch yourself for a whole hour working out?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what I mean? I, I guess I'm too old for that now. But I'm like, you know, you know, everybody wants to be an influencer. I, I, mean,
1: I think it's going to change, right? Yeah. Because I feel like that's what I feel frustrating because it's just having a bad influence on the people who are like our kids. You know, for example, yeah. they think... That this guy who's at the gym or doing whatever, he's an influencer, and because he's just having all these followers and who knows how they got it, it's just that Yeah, it is democratizing the whole influencer notion, yes. but at the same time, it's fairly dangerous because you could get a person... With minimal experience, positioning himself because he has a lot of followers, and they could lead those followers into many wrong directions.
0: It, it's already—it's already happened. Um, the, the that guy out in Europe who eventually got arrested for a few things. Mm. He he went he went up against Greta Thunberg or something, you know, mm. and he got arrested because of potential trafficking and different things. So you know, it, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, number five is integration of AI in sales automation okay, this is a huge one. Um, so when we talk about this, just remember we're not saying that there's an integration of AI and sales automation is that AI is going to do your job and take your job as a salesperson. No it's being in sales is still a soft skill. You have to go and you, you have, have to to. And sell. yeah So what we're talking about here is AI is revolution the sales process by, by helping you out. So it's automating tasks, like it's providing you with insightful data that says, here's what they looked at. Here's how people are engaging with your communications. Here's what they're looking at on your site. So when you call them up and you talk to them, you know exactly what they have an interest in, right? So what it does is it leads to more efficient and effective sales strategies. So you're not wasting your time. You're getting straight to the point, but it really comes down to it. It's enhancing your job. It's not taking your job. So I had to throw that out there.
1: Yeah, it, absolutely. Uh, and parts of it, it, parts of it is also the initial customer inquiries. Let's say if I go to a website, and remember the good old Rackspace days when we had the yeah. live person team. How many people were there? Like hundred people. They were yeah. on in the chat, live chatting yeah. with yeah. people and lead generation. Uh, that is gone, right? That initial contact you can now do with the chatbot, completely automated. So in a way, you have to transition your career if you are in that space and you're still taking live chats. Uh, the way things are changing on the uh, on on the uh, large language model stuff, you're no longer going to have a job if that's the only thing you do. So you need to exactly. think about like how you can be more advanced salesperson, upskill yourself, upskill and secondary, tertiary level salesperson, level four, level five, whatever whatever that is. The initial level is going to be eventually. It will come to that level, but it's going to take time. But at least for now, the chatbots are taking over. The other thing is predictions. Like you said, Einstein in Salesforce has been doing that for a long time, mm-hmm. but that's limited to Salesforce. Now, ChatGPT allows you to augment uh, your conversational AI and you know predictive right. analytics into any sales platform, any CRM. You don't necessarily need an Einstein to do that. Um, no. So th- that's, that's already happening. Um, and it's fascinating. Uh, why people people need to realize this that AI is impacting sales is fairly significantly, and they need yep. to be ready for it.
0: Like I said, it, AI is your friend. I'll repeat again: if you're a salesperson, AI is your friend. Just get to know it, become yep. an expert at it. All of those automated things that you really do not enjoy with business development and sales, use it. <laughs> right, <laughs> the manual thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah do, have it do all the work for you. Okay. Number six, video marketing evolution. We've been talking about video for the last few years. We even talked about video um, even last year. So we're talking about how video marketing continues to grow with a shift towards interactive and shoppable video content that engages customers more deeply and drives conversations. I actually just talked about this uh, with the influencers, right? You know, just like a few ago talking about video marketing is going to make it to where it's more shoppable. I mean, there's a lot of people who want to see certain influencers, you know, with the video content that they create. And then from that, it's like, hey, that's great. I want to get that purse. I want to get those shoes. You know, I really love that product, mm-hmm. you know, and and you, you never know. I mean, even for the lay person, that's not, um, you know, a fashion icon. It's almost like a Mr. Beast, right? Mr. Beast is number one out there and he's selling his Mr. Beast candy bars and all the crazy stuff that he sells. But I mean, that's a basic example of it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Let's move on to number seven then. Cool.
0: Number seven omni channel marketing strategies. Okay. So omni channel was something that we discussed back in the digital summit days. This was in the mid- long
1: time ago, like maybe, maybe almost 15. seven to eight years ago, 10 years ago,
0: 2015, 2014. Yeah. Like 10 uh, no, years ago, 2016, right? 2016. Something awesome. So we're talking about this idea that omnichannel marketing provides a seamless customer experience across all platforms so integrating digital and physical touch points now when you think about this this is something that you know the 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 big wigs like Salesforce and Adobe are doing and they're doing this like for example Adobe is pushing out a product called RTCDP so RTCDP is basically a real-time CDP that brings together multiple touch points. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the three multiple touch points, if you're a retailer, it does the mobile app, it does customer service and also your online web presence. And it brings together all of those different um, data points into a single place where then you're managing all the data and the touch points from that. In real time, right? In real time. and, And you're talking millisecond reactions and then add on AI to that right? With Adobe Sensei. I mean, man, it's It's generating content. So let's go back to the detail and then Samir can add to it. But Omnichannel marketing provides now a seamless customer experience on all platforms, integrating digital, physical touch points. So you're walking through Best Buy. You're on, we're trying to with customer service and there's a kiosk and then you have your mobile app. So it has near field technology or, or it, it geofenced you and it knows where you are inside the Best Buy And you're looking at all the prices i mean this is a connected experience right
1: yeah that's that's amazing yeah i don't i don't think i could add anything to that i just want to say quickly how you augment your omni channel what we're predicting in 2024 is how these siloed tools like social media even though we say that hey we're doing omni channel today in in its entirety, I don't think we are. So how email and social media, in-store display, they're all going to come together, like Jeremy mentioned. You need a technology like real-time CDP to be able to do that. And we're going to see more of that in 2024.
0: 100%. Love it. Okay, number eight, social media is a sales channel. This is awesome because it goes back to the data-driven influencer marketing. It goes back to the video marketing evolution. So the the detail of this is social media platforms are increasingly build, being used as a direct sales channel with features like shoppable post and in-app checkout. So do you got any details you want to talk about that?
1: Now, I think we mentioned this a lot. What we're saying is it's you're going to see more and more of this, and you're going to see more social media channels like that can become an overnight superstar yep. like TikTok, where now TikTok originally started just as a video fun channel and cats and dogs and all of that. But then now it's truly a multi billion dollar shopping experience where people are purchasing product off of that, Uh, so you're going to see significant growth, and as these channels will continue to become sales channel.
0: Love it. Okay, cool. Number nine: enhanced customer data privacy. So this is inevitable, and I I think Samir probably need to explain a little bit more, but let me give you the detail. So with growing concerns around data privacy, marketers need to balance that. Personalized marketing with transparent data practices. So let's start off, like, what do you mean by transparent data practices?
1: Well, so this is interesting, right? Because, and again, very close to us because we're in the data analytics space along with marketing and sales. So we can see both sides of the spectrum. On one side, marketers and salespeople, they want to become as knowledgeable as possible about the consumers, get all the data, the intent data coming from Bambora and mm-hmm. all the social media data, the chat GPT, uh, large language models, but then you, there is a limit on how far you can go. Uh, and, and it's interesting, like always Europe nation is always the first to keep the privacy <laughs> ahead of the curve <laughs> and you know the latest laws that they're implementing to curb the impact of AI. Uh, America is more open. Uh, we tend to be more linear, uh, more more. Would say how would we say more linear. easier, lenient. Yeah, lenient yeah. to practice in that area. Uh, so, but the question is, it's the responsibility falls on the individual. How much is too much? Like Jeremy gave an example of earlier, like a person in the gym is making a workout video, and Jeremy doesn't want to be in that video, right? It's just personal yeah. time, and he wants to work out. How do you balance that with the intrusion of technology, video, audio, all forms of technology into your day-to-day life? And how do you make sure that you uh, stay away from it? And what rights do you have to protect your privacy and your folks and family privacy? Uh, And you need to, as individuals, we need to be more vocal about it. It's not always fun to open up, in anybody else's social media channels because that could have significant mm-hmm. ramifications on uh, on your life and other people's life and what have you so those are some of the areas where we feel like there's going to be some very strong privacy and governance practices and yeah. the whole episode about the sam altman and open ai resignation and then rehire it yeah. happened due to a privacy issue right how quickly can you commercialize a technology without putting proper privacy guardrails Mm -hmm. Uh, it's going to be crucial.
0: 100%. I I can't add to that. So, okay, let's go to number 10, the final one. Um, Growth of interactive content. So we've all seen this, but I'll give you the details. So interactive content such as quizzes, polls, augmented reality experiences, becoming tools and engaging customers and collecting data. I'll give you an example. Um, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine and... She was like, hey, you know, we I was at this event and everybody was talking about all these uh, spirit animals. It's like, what's your spirit animal? Like, I don't know what my spirit animal is. So I went on to the quiz to figure out one of these dumb quizzes to figure out what my spirit animal was. (laughs) And obviously they're asking me all these questions, collecting all my data. I'm sitting there thinking, do I really want to do this? Am I that curious? I'm like, yeah, I really want to know. And I got three different answers, like a lizard and a bear. And some kind of bird or something else, or an owl. I was like great, I'm three. So you
1: covered like all three, like flying animals yeah. and mammals, yeah. and <laughs>
0: and and then amphibians. In the middle of, in the middle, of that one of the questions they asked me was, if you're, uh, if the sorting hat from Harry Potter was put on your head, which house would you be? Would you be Slytherin? Would you be Gryffindor? Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw? And I was like, you know what, man, I've always wanted to know that. So, I did that dumb test, and I'm sitting there thinking, I just wasted 30 minutes of my life going through these stupid tests, and I found out I'm a Ravenclaw. Cool. How does it help me in life? None whatsoever. No clue, right? No clue, but I gave all this data and information. It's
1: interactive.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, back to number 10. Yes, there's a growth in interactive content, and they're just, they're 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 data albatrosses. They're just sucking in information and data from you. You know what I mean? Yeah, Not so, giving you um, much in
1: return,. <laughs> but no. but I, I agree. I think the the whole point here is these interactions will increase and hopefully, when the data system is collecting data from you, they're giving you something crucial in return. and think about how you, as an organization can do that for your c- customers. Yeah. And when you collect the data, offer something in return, like product recommendation in return of capturing their behavior history. Um, like exactly. So, yeah. and so those, those going to be crucial. So that's where we think that that's going to be growing a lot more um, is going to be the interactive content.
0: Cool. So let me just rephrase these and then we'll end up the show for today. So the first one is personalized customer experiences through AI, voice search optimization and marketing Augmented reality in retail marketing, data-driven influencer marketing, uh, integration of AI and sales automation, video marketing evolution, omni-channel marketing strategies, social media as a sales channel, enhanced customer data privacy, and growth of interactive content. And these are our predictions for 2024. And again, this is our favorite show. It's fun. We're not talking to any guests, but this is great. Yes. Um, Like I said, uh, just some quick things check us. We have a lot of people reaching out. I just got an email just now. That's why you see us looking over here. We have multiple screens. I got an email right now. I'm catching up on, Hey, Jeremy and Samir, do you, um, we have another guest, you know, nice. people are just throwing guests at us. So we need to follow up on that. Uh, the other things are going to be coming out with some really good upskilling content for you guys. And 2024 is going to be fantastic. And we have a YouTube channel now. So if you're also want to see something different outside of just listening to our voices. You can see us. You can see us on video now.
1: Yeah, so, awesome. That's fantastic. So, YouTube channel is what? Jeremy, is it Analytics Today?
0: It's Analytics Today Show.
1: Okay, so YouTube forward slash Analytics Today Show. Got it. Okay, correct.
0: Yeah. So, if you get and you can see that, if not, type in our names and and hopefully the search will find it. If not, we need to fix the algorithm.
1: Awesome. Or you can go to our website, right? Analyticstodaypodcast.com yes. and you'll find the links to all of our social media channels over there.
0: Yes. yeah. Analyticstodaypodcast.com has everything you need. So thank you again, Samir. This has been super fun. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again, if not before the new year, if not, we'll talk to you in
1: 2024. Happy new year to everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks.